Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Five Questions with Dr. K. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Dr. K. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Our topic is going to be single fatherhood. We want to send some shout outs to all those fathers out there that are doing an excellent job raising their kids on the best they can. I happen to know one. I've known him for over 24 years and I thought he would be a great person to have in today to talk about this topic. Hello, Mr. James Francois. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. You. We're so glad to have you. Okay, we're going to jump right in, and I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay, yeah, well, I moved here from South Louisiana about 25 years ago. Uh, I started out, I was going to be a pharmacist. I had this big dream of having my own pharmacy. I spent the first semester at, uh, at ULM and realized I did not want to be a pharmacist. So I went home, talked with my parents, and uh, explained to them the situation. And um, we decided I wanted to be in business. We, we went through different uh, occupational choices. And I found that, one, I like math and I like business. So accounting seemed to be a good fit for me. So I, I changed my major to accounting that, uh, that next week. And I've been doing it ever since. I started my business in 1997 and been operating ever since. Okay, awesome. Since you mentioned it, I can't help but say, you know, I also was in pharmacy. I want to say that's how we met. Yeah. We took a class together. I also discovered I was not created to be a pharmacist. <laughs> I think I was drawn to the money yeah. more than the reality of what it was. But uh, so that's great. Glad to hear that. Okay, so let's talk about your kids a little bit. How many kids do you have? I have two. All right, and. One boy, one girl. Good. Awesome. Is that what you always wanted, like a boy and a girl? Did you want a large family, small family? I, I did not want a large family. I came from, uh, so to speak, a large family. I'm, I'm the youngest of six. Uh, I did want one boy and one girl. Uh, my family, uh, well, I, I have three sisters and two brothers. Okay. So it was, uh, it was three boys and three mm-hmm. girls for my, my parents. Um, the next generation they had six grandsons and six granddaughters. Wow. The number's a little off now, but yeah. uh, but at the time, mm-hmm. that's, that's where my mindset was. And I just thought that was ideal to have one boy and one girl. And who inspired you to be a good father? I'd have to say my dad and my uh, my two older brothers. They, they've really just taken care of me. I, I've never been in need of anything that I didn't have. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they just took care of everything. So wait, are you telling me your brothers never beat you up? None of that stuff? I mean, they, you know, siblings, they did okay, stuff, right. but they're so much older than me mm-hmm. that they were more just protective and like father mm-hmm. figures. Gotcha. Um, okay. One is nine years older than me, the other one's eight years older. So oh, okay. for as long as I can remember, they always just, you know, protected me and took care of me. Okay, good. Okay, so when you think back to your own childhood and the things that your father did for you, you know, the ways that he showed you that he loved you, he cared for you. What are some things that stick out most? I would have to say he was always around. Mm-hmm. You know, I was fortunate, um, you know, being the youngest for as long as I can remember. Uh, I think I was maybe in the sixth grade when my dad retired. He was a, a music director. Okay. He taught, you know, music as a band director for 30 years. And mm-hmm. he retired right at 30 years. I mean, it was in the middle of the school year. He was like, this is my 30-year mark. I'm done. I'm <laughs> you know out. what I mean? I don't blame you. And, um, you know, so, but prior to that, 
he, um, you know, we, South Louisiana, there was a little racial tension. That was a big issue with, with my dad, uh, being a, a band director and in the sixties and seventies, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, his last five years of employment, um, before he retired, they, they, so to speak, went to demote him. Oh. But it was actually better for him because he, he got a, a raise in pay mm-hmm. and only had to work two hours out the day. That yes. was great for me because that made it even more time he was home with me. He wasn't, you know, in band practice after school, right. um, now any of that. You know, he worked from, from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock when school let out. So, you know, my fifth grade year, when he was done with, with my class, we went home together. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? So nice. I always had my dad with me. Yeah. Um, what did that mean to you? Like, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to have a parent that's always there. You know, most of us have parents that work during the day and maybe they're there in the afternoon, right. just depending on what's going on in your own life. But to have him always there, what did that mean to you? Well, it was, it was like my best friend. I mean, he's still like my best friend. You know, I mean, we still go and, and travel. I, I go and pick him up and... And we'll go places and, and do things. So, you know, we, we just have my son now. Yeah. Uh, so it's the three of us. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, that's that's just how it always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was younger, because he was home, mm-hmm. you know, our backyard was like the neighborhood playground. Mm-hmm. And I remember him just sitting, you know, he'll sit on the patio, with a, you know, in the lawn chair. And just watch us play, pick up football, basketball, baseball, whatever the season was. Mm-hmm. He was out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, you know, got into high school, I played sports. Mm-hmm. He was at every home game. Wait, you did know? you say you played football? Yeah, I played football. Okay. And um, basketball. Oh. Uh, of course, I was in the band. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You didn't have much of a choice. Right. All right. Well, again, that is just something that most kids would love to have is their parents. Just mm-hmm. the proximity of them being there right so when you think about your own life and the the wonderful kids that you have now what is for you the most rewarding aspect of being a father today i would have to say just just watching them enjoy life Mm -hmm. and watching them grow to the you know the man and woman that that god has created them to be Uh, my daughter be graduating in two weeks from college and uh just watching her blossom I really started to notice when she was in seventh grade that she was artistic. She began to develop her skills where she can paint. Mm-hmm. And I mean, beautiful paintings that, that you know, that she does. Mm-hmm. And now she's ready to, to begin life. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what career or, or the career path that she's taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something completely new to me. I, I told her I can help her on the business side and management and... Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what's to come. Yeah. You know, uh, my son, he's like a carbon copy of myself. Yeah, I should so. saw his face. It just <laughs> lit up like his whole demeanor just changed. We talked yeah. about his son. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my buddy. You know, just like my dad, I'm yeah. I'm, the, I'm the kid in the middle <laughs> with this yeah. group. Yeah. But um, but yeah, just watching him and um, and now it's just me and him at the house. You know, the mm-hmm. last. Four years, it, mm-hmm. you know, when, when my daughter, when we took her to Atlanta for school, you mm-hmm. know, it was just us. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it it was almost like a flip side of my dad and yeah. myself, you know. Now, my, you know, my, my mom was there, too. Yeah. She continued to work, you know, another eight years past, you know, almost 40 years that yeah. before she retired. Wow. But uh, but I always hung out with my dad. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, my mom was always home, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I just gravitate to my dad. So, 
you know, that's the same thing with my son. You know, mm -hmm. we just we just hang out. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just what it is. It is know? what it is. And so now going back, you're a single father. You're the custodial parent of your two kids. I mean, you share custody right. with your ex-spouse. So was that ever even a consideration of, okay, maybe I share custody or maybe I just, you know, I won't even have custody. I just visit them. Was that even an option for you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the flip, you know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I wanted them to just stay home. Right, you know what I mean? Uh, so that was a that was a struggle. Um, mm. And to some extent, it's still a struggle. Yeah. Because um, I just hate them to leave, you know mm. what I mean? Okay. Um, I just, it's just something that I have to deal with. Yeah. But, um, but you know, the kids and I, we just, from day one, uh, not even when they got home from the hospital, but day the day that we're at the hospital, we, we bonded, yeah. you know, and, um, both of them, the first night, they didn't, they didn't stay in the, in the nursery or whatever they take the babies to. Yeah. You know, they stay right there in the room with me, wow. you know, so that's just, that's yeah. just how it was. Wow, and, awesome. uh, we've always, um, you know, been close. Uh, yeah. I remember my son when he, when he did get home, uh, from the hospital, he and I would, um, We'll fall asleep in the glider rocker. No. Watching Sports Center. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? oh look, oh God. And then we you know, I get up somewhere around two one or two o'clock in the morning and then we'll go and get in the bed. Wow. But that was that was our thing. And it lasted for a long time that we would just fall asleep watching Sports Center. You yeah. know, that, that's just how we bonded. That is a beautiful image to even think about. But going back to that now, as we think about again, you're a single father, you're the custodial parent. How do you maintain a healthy relationship with your child's mother? Because there may be, you know, some people listening, you know, that may share custody and maybe it's strained. How do you keep a healthy relationship with them, although you're no longer together? How do you do that? Well, it's a, it's a challenge, you know, so I, I, I try to keep my cool mm -hmm. with anything that, you know, that, that transpires. Because the kids, uh, and because we're so close, mm -hmm. they really feed off of my energy. Yeah. So um, it was a challenge, um, you know, in the beginning, mm -hmm. because I could not separate myself from the kids. If they saw I was bothered about something, they were on me like glue. Yeah. And they wanted to know what the problem was and, and everything, you know, just natural with kids. So I would have to try to hide myself from them just so I can... I could release yeah. <laughs> some energy yeah. before I got back in front of them. My daughter growing up, uh, we when we separated, she was eight, going on nine years old. Mm -hmm. So that transition for her was difficult. Yeah. My son, you know, was was two. Yeah. So he didn't really he didn't really pick up on a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Things just started to die down. Uh, I got to a point where I had to I had to really just put up walls. Mm -hmm. just to to stop things from happening you know um, because it was so much that was being convoluted that it and I saw it wasn't good for the kids mm -hmm. so I had to just kind of put up walls so we can keep a distance and, and keep things separate and just you know <laughs> just do what we had to do would um, you say in the midst of that maybe you had to lose some battles to win the war um, oh yeah and because uh, you know sometimes yeah. you just want to be right just right. with any yeah. disagreement or any anything, you know, um, well, people well, don't get along. With. One thing with my just my nature, mm -hmm. I'm not a combative person, so I I, I take on a lot. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot to get me stirred up. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I just I just got to a limit <laughs> to mm -hmm. where I couldn't bear it no more. You right. know what I mean? Right. So that's where I had to I had to 
create some separation because uh, I noticed my personality was changing, mm. and uh, and I didn't like that. Gotcha. So um, so that's where I started to make make a change and approach things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Mike's wife started to realize what my intentions were, mm-hmm. and you know, and they were, they were the same the whole time, but mm-hmm. she saw it as a as a conflict. When I saw it as I'm just trying to do what's best for these two children right here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Uh, so since then, you know, everything's been kind of calming down. So, um, so, what advice would you give to fathers who, again, may find themselves in a strained relationship with their ex? What steps do they need to take? Because it sounds like one of the first things you talked about was being self-aware. You mm-hmm. talked about how your own personality was changing. You had taken on so much. What steps do they need to take to just make peace? Because at the end of the day, you got these kids that love their mother and their father. Mm -hmm. They just want it to stop. They don't care Mm -hmm. what the issue is. But when you're an adult and you're trying to be right, sometimes you don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. So, again, what steps would you or what advice would you give some fathers that find themselves in this situation? Do whatever it takes to maintain peace Mm -hmm. because you have to. You have to have a positive energy, especially around the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was one thing that that I began began to focus on, especially with my son. Um, now my daughter, I feel like my role as a dad is to show her, you know, um, the type of man she should be involved with. You know, someone that's going to care for her, that's going to do everything that's necessary for her best interest. So with with that, I felt like that's what I did the entire time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, even you know dealing with issues with her mom, I still showed her that I'm doing for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to I had to learn that I needed to change my attitude because just like I watched my dad growing up and how he treated my mom. And, you know, I had, I had sisters, multiple sisters. I, you know, James just got one. Yeah. He's seven years younger than his sister. You know, my, my closest sister was is five years older than me. But we did spend more time together, at, you know, in my teenage years. Uh, because, you know, when she graduated, she moved away to another state. Yeah, she did. My sister, she still stayed home because she went to the community college first for two years and then moved on to you know down to baton rouge to go to school so i had more interaction with her Mm -hmm. um but because my parents were both at home uh, i did get to see how you know my uh, my dad treated my mom Mm -hmm. um one of my older brothers was married um and i got to see how he treated his wife Mm -hmm. you know they're they're almost 35 years in marriage now you know so i had that example yeah Unfortunately, with with my son, I can't. I couldn't give him that example. Mm-hmm. That was part of the reason why I was angry with her, because oh. I couldn't. I couldn't show them how I I should treat mom. You know what I mean? That, can I, so go can ahead. we just elaborate on that a little bit? Uh-huh. That was so profound. So now we got a whole nother level of anger projected on this person because of a dream you had. Yeah. Wasn't even yeah. necessarily a dream they had, but it was a dream you had yeah. for your family. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, my parents are celebrating. They're in their 60th year now. Wow. You know, and I'm like, for me to be in my 60th year, I got to be almost 100 years old. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm it starting can back, happen. I'm starting trust, back at one. Trust God, brother. Trust <laughs> God. <laughs> but, um, but getting back to my son, you know, I, I realized I was reluctant 
but I realized I had to bring her back in the mix. Yeah. Uh, I had to tear down some some of the walls. Some yeah. of my walls are still up, but you know she got a crack that she can come through, <laughs> just so I can um I can show my son, you know that that he need to treat his mom right. Yeah, you know? yes, yes, And then yes. because if you if you treat your mom right, you're gonna treat your wife right. Exactly. You know, and I you know, I have a close relationship with my mom, mm -hmm. just like I do with my dad. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I treated her right, you know what I mean? Uh, and I treated when I was married, I treated my wife right. Mm -hmm. Uh so Christmas, I take him to buy her a gift, you know, to mm -hmm. make sure he gives her a gift for Christmas and I would never miss Mother's Day. You know, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Um and then every now and then, uh, just kind of like sporadic mm -hmm. um I, i'll have him take her out on the date you know oh, so he'll go and take her to dinner nice. they might go see a movie or something like that you know very nice so you know and i'll drop him off or whatever or she'll come and pick him up mm -hmm. you know but but it's it's something that's that's off the schedule yeah that you know that's just unexpected mm -hmm. uh and then you know and i explained to him that you, know, you just gotta put a smile on her face every now and then you know and let her know that that you love her, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So that's, you know, those are some of the things that, yeah. um, little you know, things to, yeah, it's just, that mean a lot. Right, mean a lot. right, yeah. Okay. As we get ready to conclude our conversation today, uh, I wanna leave with this. I want you to think about this. How has having God in your life helped to shape you into the man and the father that you are today? I think maintaining an understanding of of my God-given purpose, mm. okay? Um, my dedication or my commitment to church, that was taught at an early age. I grew up in a Catholic church, so we had eight o'clock mass and 11 o'clock mass on Sunday. Mm. My dad played the organ at the <laughs> eight o'clock mass. My mom played the organ at the 11 o'clock mass. And they did that for 50 plus years. Wow. Um, my, my dad, both of them are in their 80s, mm -hmm, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I would say the last, they, they've been playing the organ up until the last maybe eight years. Wow. You know, so it, they they needed to just go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, wow. But that was, their, their, that was their commitment, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just like I, I drag my son a lot of times now. Yeah. They drug me to church yeah. uh, for everything. We were always the first ones there mm. and the last ones to leave. Yeah. You know, um, that's just what it was. I didn't have no choice in the matter. So with that, you know, that part, that commitment, mm -hmm. that that was just put in me, like I said, at an early age. And I, I truly believe, because I do the same thing with my kids, I truly believe whatever church home they land in, mm -hmm. in their adult life, they're going to do the exact they're gonna same thing. They're going to be faithful. They're going to be committed. Just, yeah, right. yeah, because it's just going to be in them. They, yeah. They're going to feel out of place yeah. if they're not helping somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, my purpose is weird because I think about this all the time. My daughter, she was, I think, four. Mm -hmm. at the time and we had a house right right around the corner from the church and she and i used to you know because i was in a video ministry i had mm -hmm. to come and set up and things like that in the sound booth mm -hmm. and she always wanted to come with me yeah so she would bug mom no, i need to get dressed now because i'm going to church <laughs> with daddy and all of that right yeah so she had this this one little dress it was, it was my favorite dress her favorite dress too i call it the annie dress 
because it was the that the little red Andy dress, the the same one <laughs> in the movie, oh, right. and she wanted to wear that dress everywhere. You know what wow. I mean? So a lot of Sundays, she was in that dress. You know, now she had a, a new dress for every Sunday of the year. Yeah, but she wanted that one. You know, <laughs> what, um, I, I was I had to go to some business meetings uh, down south, and she, you know they came with me. Mm-hmm. She she fought tooth and nail to wear that dress. That Annie you know, dress. That's oh what she wanted. Gosh. But this one particular Sunday, we were walking to church, mm-hmm. and we got we were right in front of the house, right next door to the church, and she was like, you know, we, I was holding her hand, and she was like, Daddy, God wants you to help people. Wow. And I mean, she was just clear, and then. After that, she was just talking about just whatever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. She would, you know, but she was just talking about random stuff at, a, yeah. you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. And then, but she was clear and she was like, "Daddy, God wants you to help people." <laughs> and that was it, you know. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was God speaking yeah, to me, yeah. and it didn't resonate with her that she even said that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. And I and I looked at her. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, we just kept on walking. Yeah. But. To this day, and like I said, she's almost 22 now. Mm-hmm. To this day, I remember what the weather was like, everything, that that walk. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I visualize that walk, and every time I do something for somebody. Mm-hmm. You think about I think that. about that, you know what I mean? Wow. And I feel like that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. So when you, you look at my, you know, my, my business, mm-hmm. um, my, it's a service-based business. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, my gear is to help somebody. You know, with their business, with their books and things like that. Everything that I do, um, uh, my son's in high school now, but I still serve as uh, a booster mm-hmm. at the middle school. Mm. Uh, I serve on the board at the high school now, you know, and I'm always volunteering. Uh, now, in turn, God is blessed because because I get a lot of business mm-hmm. and referrals from from people that just see me all the time mm-hmm. you know i did the mm-hmm. same thing when my daughter was was here in school mm-hmm. i was at every event um mm-hmm. I always helped mm-hmm. uh, now she was in you know dance and all that stuff mm-hmm. a lot of times i was the only dad <laughs> that I was there so mm-hmm. you know but i rolled up my sleeves and i i helped i had to go on the trips yeah you know i had all these moms and me <laughs> <laughs> and you fit right in. Yeah, Y'all swapping recipes and <laughs> well, I don't know about recipes. I got some free meals and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's I mean right. that's just Yeah. That's just what it what it you know, that's my nature. Yeah. And and, yeah. and I realized that that's my calling. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my, my spiritual my strongest spiritual gifts is help. The gift, mm-hmm. the gift of helps mm-hmm. and service. Mm-hmm. You know, and giving. <laughs> you know, yeah. those those are my three primary ones and I constantly do that on yeah, a do. daily basis. So that's that's just it. <laughs> well, I tell you, um, talking to you today has been so enlightening. And I just want to you know, let you know I'm so proud of you. I've said this before. I'm proud of you as a single father, just as a man, as an African-American man, doing great things in this community and in this church. I really appreciate you. And I thank you for sharing your testimony, your life, your, you know, your passion with us today. And, uh, you know, I know God has great things in store for you. I mess with you a little bit about being in church all the time. But, you know, hey, nothing you do for God is ever wasted. So right. he definitely right. is, is blessing you because of that. But um, And before we go, one other last thing. I want you to tell us a little bit about your business, the name of it, and, you know, what you do, and a way to contact you. Okay. Um, 
My business name is, is Francois, Accounting and Tax Service. Um, I, I primarily work with small business owners. Um, I, I help them with their books, um, their payroll, income tax. Um, I help them as a, as a business coach, mm-hmm. mainly. Um, I, and I, you know, because I, I direct them in the in the path that they I think they should go mm-hmm. uh, to bring the the most success for their business. Not necessarily immediate success, but I look at long range, uh, getting them to retirement mm-hmm. and being able to pass on their business to the next gen their next generation. So that's uh, that's primarily it's not just bookkeeping yeah. <laughs> that I do. I, I handle the it's, it's ministry. Yeah, it is ministry. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is and. Um, that's just, um, that's how, you know, I, I operate my business. The best way to, to contact me is through my website. It's um, MonroeAccountant.com. Well, thank you again, uh, James. We appreciate you. And as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another exciting broadcast.